Welcome to Matches Podcast, the father-son duo who share how our relationship continues to impact how we lead those in our span of care. The truth is, we all desire to have meaningful impact on the world around us. Some may feel this is far away, and others may feel it is at their fingertips. Our hope is to share everyday stories that will inspire, that will educate and encourage you to take action in building stronger relationships, to be more human in the way you lead your life and lead those around you. My name is Matt and my purpose is to inspire and energize others through connection, to reach their full potential and impact our world for good. And my name is Mike, uh, and my purpose is uh, to be a trusted pioneer, to help others find their true way of being, so that they can know what it is to be fully alive. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Matches podcast. Uh, Dad, good to see you again. Yeah, Matt, how's it been going over there in Annapolis? Life is good. You know, it's been interesting being in a small town environment. Lots of uh, fun things to do and explore, but also good to have some downtime without the hustle and bustle of the city. Um, you know, I want us to jump into this this theme of the power of purpose today. But before we do get into it, Dad, and you know, I'm I'm going to give a lot of space for you today to kind of just share some of your, your defining moments in life and how that shaped you into who you are and how you live out um, authentically. One of the, the great tools that I've learned from you over the, the last little while is just an easy way to check in with each other. And so, you know, this is maybe a tool you want to use with your te- uh, teams as well. It's called Rosebud Thorn. Rose is something that you're most proud of, but is something that's emerging for you or where there's opportunity. And Thorn is something that, you know, is either keeping you up at night or that is a bit of a frustration for you at the moment. So maybe you just want to share with the listeners very, very quickly, Rosebud Thorn. Cool. My rose. Um, I've been, as I've been contemplating this series that we're doing, this podcast, um, I think what's deepened for me is the rose of my family, the love they have for me, from you, from Michaela, your sister, um, and and from both your spouses. Uh, we got a large family. And as I mentioned, right down to little Jackson, our two and a half year old grandson. And uh yeah, and all the lives have been able to touch through that. So, like, yeah, I think that's my rose, my bud. Um, you know, I've been running really hard over the last little while. In fact, during COVID, I sometimes think I've worked the hardest in my career. And uh, last six months have really, really been intense, been really delivering a lot, um, been good stuff. But I, I feel this bud of me shifting back into a space of mindfulness and stillness and uh, connecting back with myself again. Um, and I know I've known what it's like to be there. I've been there before. Uh, somehow I never lost that experience. And uh, also know we have some detours in life, and we sometimes have different routes that we go. And uh, we have times when we're deeply in that, and then there's times when we're giving a lot. And and so I want to come back to that. That's part of my bud. And I think my related thorn is. Uh, there's also an increased need for the work we do. Uh, there's an increased sense of I want to be giving more and yet also know I have a finite capacity. And so my thought is how do I replicate that? How do we enlarge our impact? Um, and I, I, you know, I think, I think a, a thorn is that in times of fear and crisis, how people tend to pull back to the known, the tried, the tested, 
but also know that's not what the world needs right now. And I, I, I'm just, my, my, my desire is to help people see like, we need to move on from that and not to go back to the maybe more destructive ways that we've been, been having. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing. I mean, I know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with, with the work and, I know both of us can maybe keep each other a little bit more accountable and ensure that we, we find a little bit more balance going forward. Yeah. What's your rosebud thought, Matt? Quick check-in. Rose, uh, I think that the rose is I've had a great opportunity to be in community here in the U.S. It's been something that's been so good you know I was, I was very concerned both for Anne and myself just about the change and something that I'm so proud of is just being able to slip into community people have been so good and generous to uh, towards us and so it's just been great to be building friendships around here I think from a bud perspective I've had a bit of a, a frustration of you know being in the weeds in my work and really having to uh, be in the nitty gritty um but i think from a bud perspective this podcast as well as some of the work that we're doing on a culture side you know i spoke about last time being in the in the deal space but also kind of building into a new opportunity of culture assessments within deals um culture assessments with our clients and understanding the importance of this intangible value that you can you can build through your organization um and then a thorn i think we are all at the moment susceptible to the great resignation and so you know we've seen a, a, a transitionary phase where some of our people have left and i've been just feeling that the weightiness of um the weightiness of trying to create a space for everyone and realizing that i think Adam, our, our CEO, said to me the other day, which was just such a great reminder for me, is we're not here to create spaces for everyone. We, we're here to create a secure space that people can thrive, but that might not be a great fit for everyone. And so we've got to let people fly and go and do their thing. And so, you know, it's just that, that burden that I've been carrying, I suppose, and kind of now on the other side, releasing that and realizing that, you know, we can only do what we can do. Mm, wow. Yeah. And there's a lot of, in our world, sometimes thinking about what we have to let go of to let come as well. Yeah. Sure. So sure. Thanks for sharing that, Matt. Yeah. Well, well, dad, what's going to be great for us today to see is to just see what this, what the meaning of the power of purpose is. And, and for me, what's more, you know, I've, I've spoken to you about this before. I've seen you go through this process, but for, for our listeners to understand how how did you get to this purpose? How are you living it out? And, you know, what are those defining moments in your life that have sort of framed or molded you into the person that you become as a father, as a leader, as a, a, a man with a, a great career? Um, as And, you know, you spoke about how, how important family is, a grandfather, brother, uh, husband you know we want to hear all those sort of things and how that purpose has come to be and um, so you may want to just give us a little bit of a an insight into that and you know i think my hope is also for the listeners to understand how, how do they go on this journey too how do we start yeah. building into that space sure wow yeah, and it's interesting how hey, I speak to so many people that I work with and coach and like, hey, all trying to find their life purpose and 
what is it and what's my calling and you know and this is almost sometimes like I, something like it's a holy grail and I can't find and uh, and and then it's it's to actually realize it sits right in our backyard actually um you know so for before I get there like I just think back you asked me in the first session we were had like what's the power of purpose and uh you know, and last time we spoke about that word that inspires us, and I truly believe inspiration is the thing that breathes life into our lives. It comes from within. And so when we find that we know what we are doing is me showing up in what I've been designed to be and do, then I know what it's like to be in my flow and uh, to be doing stuff that's meaningful. And that's why I think purpose is what gives meaning to my life and to my work. Um, but interestingly, I've discovered that purpose is not something we arrive at. <laughs> uh, purpose is an ever-evolving journey. Our purpose keeps evolving because our life keeps evolving. And uh, just be open to allowing that to evolve and deepen and, and change. And yet at the core of what I do, it's still the same. And it's been informed because of the core of both my nature and my nurture. Um, and I think purpose, there's some stuff that's sometimes just innate in us. And then there's some things that our lives have actually molded and formed and given us experiences that enables us to show up in particular ways. And often those experiences, the way we've responded to them enlightens us to how we, how we show up. One of, one of my favorite uh, you know, thought leaders is Simon Sinek. And it keeps coming back when you, when you speak about this is a journey. This is an ever-changing journey that you're on we, we so often see life as this finite uh, destination that we need to get to and this infinite mindset is something that keeps coming up for me in, in, in the sense of what you're saying is we are constantly evolving there's no end point and are we ensuring that we are better than we were yesterday and maybe not even better but just more authentically ourselves yeah, yeah, so important. And yeah, it's a lot of the, the work that we do in, in finding our purpose and our why, Simon has been uh, influential in, uh, in helping our world understand how to do that. And so we do refer to his work often uh, and use the concept that he encourages us to use, which is to look at the story of our lives, where we've come from. And so we encourage people to think uh, as they just to, to think about their journey is to go back and think about their lives with some of the defining moments, how that informed their lives, share that story with somebody or ideally two or three people and let those people hear that story and come back and think, oh, these are the themes. These are the things I hear you say over and over again. These are the ways I've seen you've overcome difficult times in your lives. These are the times I've seen you use to great effect the positive things that have happened in your life and then enlighten one through the themes that come through that. So, um, and that's very much, I think, part of how I've uh, discovered, you know, and deepened, I think, my purpose and in many ways for us to look at how to work purpose. So uh, I've shared my purpose to be a trusted pioneer, um, to help people find their true way of being, so that we can be fully alive and live lives of meaning. And that's underpinned also by a couple of core values in my life, which uh, I think is uh, around forgiveness, um, a personal growth, the thing of never stopping, the ease with uncertainty, uh, having empathy and living a life of well-being. 
um, and their backstories for some of those for me as well. But let me share a little bit about maybe my life and just a couple of defining moments. I'll start with one right early in my life at about eight years old. And by the way, as, as I share this, like, I was thinking like, I remember doing this for the first time and I'm thinking like how I just forgot what happened in my life. Like we just move on. We always just moving on, moving on. And we go back and think like, wow, what are all those things in life that have impacted me? And it's such an incredible, valuable and rich process to do. But I go back to this uh, time in my life. I was eight years old, uh, still a, a very young boy. Uh, my dad loved going out to catch lobster or crayfish as we call it here. Uh, and he needed a boat to do that. So he decided to buy a little yacht, which was a shared Christmas present for me and him. Uh, and anyhow, we go off on holiday to Plettenberg Bay, where Matthew uh, referred to where we often went to, to, to go on holiday. This beautiful new little boat, uh, yacht. Uh, I remember it had this white hull. Where inside was light blue. Um, and off we go and sail. Now, on this particular holiday we went, I took my grand, we took our grandmother with, um, who was an incredible woman as well. And uh, she came with, and uh, we, uh, I remember my dad taking me out onto the lagoon to learn how to sail my little yacht. Uh, first time we're in and showing me how and how to jibe and how to use the rudder. And anyhow, we come from my lesson up onto the sandbank and my granny's there sitting in the sun. And I say, hey, Gran, you want to go for a ride? And uh, my Gran was a very, very plucky lady and was always up for something. So she said, yeah, of course. She gets into the front of the little boat. We go back out into the lagoon and I'm going across the mouth of the lagoon and the tide can be quite strong there. And in the middle, she asked me like, hey, Mike, how many times have you done this before? And I say, hey, it's my first time, Gran. And you know, like uh, that story came to me around that value of ease with uncertainty. And, uh, you know, how that was just something that was innate in me. I don't know where it came from. It was just something that was there. So that was one of my, my sort of the memories of, of that that shaped something for me. I uh, went on to, uh, I, I, I will say this, that I wasn't a, a very confident young man. And uh, I was... Uh, um, pr probably always never felt I was pretty good and really good enough or really fat, fitted in. I wasn't one of the jocks at school. Um, at a young age in South Africa, at the time when I left school, we had to go and do national service. So two years in the army. I, here I was, a youngster, a little bit of insecurity. But uh, hey, I applied myself, I did my best, and I was actually made a corporal in the army, which meant I had troops to lead, and uh, well, I can't call it to lead, uh, troops to shout at and scream and, and carry on. And, uh, you know, I, I look back at that time, and I feel like I wasn't very proud of my, what, a lot of things that I did, like, um, and, and uh, yeah, it, and, and we, that was our role and that was what we were trained to do, but we also had the power and here I was previously not having much power in myself and using that rank and power to bully people and shout and scream at them. And um, I look back now and I was asked this question by a great mentor and coach of mine, uh, Tor, one day, it's like where, where the earliest instances of leadership come from in your life and and why you're so passionate about leadership. And I think it stemmed from there because when I left the army in that next year, I started doing some correspondence course and I remember doing a management module 
And it wasn't even leadership. It was just good management. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back and do this differently. Nobody ever told me it could be different. And I think in that, it stirred in me uh, the interest in management and leadership. And uh, yeah, so there was a, a really probably a very defining time in my life. Uh, of course, uh, marrying Astrid, uh, your mom, uh, at the tender age of 21, which was even young in those days, to, to get married when we just knew that we were for each other and she's been my soulmate and we've been 36 years now, uh, obviously, and the result uh, is, is you and Michaela and everything that goes with that. Um, I, uh, I had the... I suppose the fortune and misfortune for working in a toxic environment for a while, uh, so um, and 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 really got got a feeling of what a toxic culture was, which further entrenched my my awakening of that. Hey, work can be better about than this. And uh, I then went on from there to start a company called Sabano with a couple of uh, uh, colleagues of mine, and uh, I remember s- starting that business with zero income, buying a house at the same time, taking huge risk. Uh, and like, hey, again, just that sense of where does my ease with uncertainty come from? And that pioneering and the sense of building a new business, uh, starting something in a completely new field of thinking about uh, remuneration and rewards differently. I, I do remember um, we, we started doing remuneration consulting work and uh, which meant that we were helping people how to compensate others. I, re- I remember feeling the discord of I wanted to be making a difference in people's lives, but how do I do that through designing pay systems? And uh, I used to have a tenuous link to to doing that and, uh, and try and prove to myself that, you know, we were just trying to make sure pay was fair in that. But in doing remuneration consulting, we built up a lot of trust in the companies we were with. And I remember a leader one day just inviting me to say, hey, don't you want to facilitate our strategy for us? Because you know so much about us. You know about all our pay. You know about my pay as the CEO. Like, we trust you. Like, you want to come and facilitate our strategy? And it's incredible how a client unlocked potential in me. And I put up my hand and said, yes, let's go for this. And uh, really, I really discovered my gift of uh, facilitation through that and it deepened myself yeah so you know it was interesting I was invited to facilitate a strategy session and then uh, long not long after that we're thinking about how do you align rewards and remuneration to culture and to people and uh, we came across a great tool uh, from the Barrett Value Center in a way to measure culture and initially, we uh, learned the tool and we brought it on board in our business to help us complement our remuneration strategy work. Um, and uh, the more that I started working with it, the more I actually got drifting into doing culture transformation work. And then more I did that, we know that culture is a reflection of the values, beliefs, behaviors of leaders. The more that I started then working with leaders and helping them think about how they lead that culture and that took me into the work of team cohesion. Uh, I've got some other stories to share around, like some deeply moving times with how uh, a leader really trusted me with some very personal information that he had not shared with anybody that had really impacted his life deeply. And that built my trust in coaching and uh, doing more coaching work as well on an individual basis. So it's just been incredible as I look back 
how opportunities came by and I just like to grow and to take them into work and evolved, which was not where I started out at all in the world of finance. So, yeah. So when I reflected on those stories, I think that's where the pioneer comes through, the trust comes through. And then I think helping people see what's in them and how we can unlock that. I think I'll start end with one more story and we'll probably just uh, talk about this a little bit more in future podcasts. Um, but uh, as we're learning and working with culture, I talk about the fact that leaders need to transform and need to do personal transformation. And one day a leader asked me, but what do you want me to transform into? Like, what does this perfect leader look like? And it dawned on me that leadership development and, and, and personal, a personal journey is not about transformation. It's about an evolution And it's about discovering more about who we are and taking off those onion layers and just showing up more authentically who we are. And that stems into my purpose of helping people see who they truly are so we can be fully alive. So that's a very, that's a few snapshots we could probably spend two hours going through some of my very ordinary times in life, but I think that impacted me and helped me be who I am and how I show up today. Sure. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit of the journey. You know, so interesting for me to hear, uh, you know, some of those internal battles that you had about confidence and, you know, other elements of your upbringing. Maybe I know you've done a lot of self-work on those things, but I've never experienced that from you. And it's just so interesting to see that journey and to see how you've worked on bringing your best self to your family and, and, and to your work. Something that stands out for me as a youngster as was just you spoke about, you know, remuneration packages and in, in, in the world that we live in specifically as millennials, there's the sense of wanting to make an impact, wanting to get there. And I just, I just feel a sense of patience and real articulation or focus on things that really mattered. You know, trust comes out in a big way relationship, you know, getting the opportunity giving the time in order to build those relationships. And I feel like I'm in a very, maybe I'm walking quite closely behind you, but from a, an expertise point of view and a training point of view, we in this financial realm um, of tech technicality, and yet that's not where, where you landed up. So we don't want to, I, what I'm seeing is that what we know or what we do doesn't really define us, but what really matters. And if we put that focus on those relationships is really where we can build into new opportunities and trust that uh, those opportunities and that living out authentically will come to fruition. So really appreciate you sharing with us. Uh, I think there's so much to learn. And, you know, I think for us to just reflect on our own lives, you, you spoke about it at the beginning is taking a step back, sitting trying to remember the things that really matter you know we so forward focused thinking about the future at least i am um and having that time to sit back uh and reflect on on where we come for, from why we do the things we do why we are the way we are is something that's that's hugely powerful so we appreciate that and you know we we want to hear more of course um it's great to hear how how this has uh, defined who you are and and maybe just to close off the question I'd like to ask you is looking back on your life and understanding this purpose what are you most proud of hmm. 
וואו. That's a big question, Matt. Most proud of. And you know, I, I just feel sometimes it's more about what am I most humbled by? And uh, I think it's the people around me and the people that have invested in my life and locked things in my life um, to allow me to find and discover my gifts. And it's been the most... Un- sometimes untoward people unexpected people and not even people that have been necessarily my leaders but you know, as i mentioned before like a client inviting me to do something and pushing me further but yeah just yeah so what am i most i yeah i find it hard to own the thing that i'm most proud of actually <laughs> yeah I, i i i i will say this that i think i'm most proud of the way that uh our family has grown and you and Michaela has show up in the world. There's nothing more that gives me more joy than that. Um, and I have to pinch myself sometimes because yes, I know parenting has got something to do with it, but yet at the same time, I don't know what I've done to be able to contribute to that. So that is something really proud of. Sure. Well, let me tell you, there's, there's a lot that you've contributed to. Um, and yeah, you know, I love that thought about, you know, it, it ultimately isn't really what we've done, but what the people around have, us have have invested in us as people. And so, you know, maybe we'll have a, a bigger conversation in, in future podcasts about mentorship and what that looks like and who some of our mentors been. Um, and like you say, sometimes they come from weird and wonderful places where we would least expect them to. So hope you have a yeah. good rest of your day. Thanks so much for sharing today. And yeah, for, for those of you that are listening, um, hope that it's insightful and we encourage you to go and do some exploration yourself of what your purpose may be. Yeah. Encourage you to think about some of those defining moments, how they've shaped who you are today, like the stories of your triumph and the stories of your tribulations and why, how you've overcome them because you're still here And then lastly, just to encourage the young folk as Matt has, like just keep your eyes wide open, don't have blinkers on, don't be so fixed and determined that it's got to be only one way. Uh, Be open to the things that emerge in your life and open to you and, and follow your passions and dreams. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Matches Podcast. We hope you continue to encourage inspire and nurture those in your span of care.